So, hello, um, episode two. I did the first episode posted last Saturday, I believe, and then I've messed around. I put it on YouTube. I've uh, signed up with a app that distributes it to to the podcast to all the different podcast providers: Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbeam, Pod dot com, a whole bunch of different podcast uh, distributor just distribution sites I guess that's what you what you call them so anyway you can check that out plus they require that I do a video and post it on YouTube so I set up a video channel uh, think just think it's called and um, on that video channel the way it's set up I can do like other videos like set up other videos and do um, like just my story which I'm thinking of of doing as well uh, without the commentary part or less commentary. I don't know if I can talk without giving commentary. So um, I'm an opinionated guy and I'm, and I'm analyzing stuff all the time. So if you knew me back in, uh, in the early 70s, um, you might remember that uh, I carried a, a Bible with me all the time. I had it uh, in a pouch on my belt. I should have brought it in here. I still have that Bible. It was a full King James Bible, but it was the size of a, like it was, the print was tiny. I can't read it now. I mean, I can't, it's a nice little Bible, but it's King James version, hard to read. Um, and I, I carried that with me. So the reason I carried that with me, I'll get into later, but let's get back into the story. So, so uh, Gina, Woody, and I, and Joe took acid after the trip. Uh, the next day, Gina, Woody, and I went to Vancouver. We had a a phone number, an address, and a name that Gina said an angel had given her. Uh, this was the day after the trip, so maybe she was still tripping. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Anyway, so we went to Vancouver. We went to the address. At The address was a, a pancake house. Um type of restaurants you know like Denny's or Smitty's or something like that but it wasn't it wasn't I don't think it was a chain uh it's still there that re that building's still there the restaurant's still there I don't remember the name I don't remember the address but I can take you there it takes me a little while to sort of get my bearings but when I'm in Vancouver periodically if I'm in the area I'll go by there uh there was a phone booth in front now for those of you younger than 20 or 30 maybe even uh, you may not have ever seen a phone booth but they used to be all over the place phones that you could put money in you could pay a quarter or a dime or whatever it was and make a phone call so we went to the phone booth so the restaurant didn't pan out we went to the phone booth and we uh we phoned the phone number it turned out the number was for a house uh, over by um, UBC. Um, we were more downtown, closer to the city hall, it was the address, it was closer to the city hall. Um, so the phone, the house, it turns out was a, was a communal house. So it was like a commune, but it was in the city and it was one house and people were coming and going all the time. So we asked for this guy and they said, oh, well, he doesn't live there anymore. 
so there was a guy with the name, but he didn't live there anymore. So th then we were talking and Gina was telling him, yeah, well, I had a vision from an angel or a visit from an angel and they gave me this number. And the guy said, oh, far out, you know, we were from a commune on Vancouver Island and they were a commune. So this kindred spirit. So we went and he said, oh, you guys can crash here, man. You know, so we grabbed a bus, went out to the address, dropped off our stuff, our packs and sleeping bags and whatever. Because um, back in the 70s and 60s, when you hitchhiked around, you pretty much always carried a pack and a, and a sleeping bag or a blanket or something, right? So this was in March, so it was still a little cool. Um, and uh, from there, we spent some time there. We met the people that were there. I don't remember any of their names. I still have some faces imprinted in my memory, but I don't remember their names. Um, and then we later, um, oh, I didn't mention that th this, uh, uh, while we were in the phone booth, there was these, these placard or posters. They were posters, uh, plastered all over the phone booth and uh, then we noticed all over the walls of the restaurant next door and they were advertisements for a free coffee house so the coffee house was a christian coffee house it was uh, set up by um, jesus people's army which was uh, some of you may have seen that new movie that's that came out this last year about the jesus freaks and how this sort of jesus freak revival thing happened i haven't seen the movie myself i don't even remember what it's called but it was uh apparently quite popular a lot of people went and saw it i'll probably see it eventually but anyway so the, it turns out that the the coffee house was about it was two doors down from from the restaurant i'm shaking the table the it, the, the coffee house was two doors down from the restaurant so we noticed that and decided that we were going to come back from that house so we went and dropped our stuff and go to the coffee house and uh um you know we figured angels you know christian coffee house whatever so that's what we did so we t i can't remember if we took a bus or if the guy gave us a ride sometimes it seems like somebody gave us a ride to the coffee house other times my memory says we took a bus you got to remember i'm 65 now i was 13 then um so things get faded and I don't have a lot of pictures from that era to help sort of stimulate my memory. I do have some and I'd like to share some of those with you. I did on my first video, which is pretty awkward. You can look at it on uh, on the YouTube channel, which will be posted along with this, an address or a link to it. So that night we took the bus or got a ride and we went to the coffee house and... Um, there was free music and it was free inter free free admission and there was uh, you know a guy talking and uh, he, you know then somebody would play some music it was pretty i think it was controlled it was you know not anybody could get up and play or sing it was pretty much organized that only the people that were affiliated with the with the group which was called the Jesus People's Army could get up and and speak so um, while we were there, somebody came and sat at our table with us and talked to us and guy got up and preached. I don't know if I would have called it that at the time, but that's what it was. He got up and, and preached to us and, you know, classic sort of, um, 
you're a sinner and you need Jesus, get to repent and get saved and stuff. It was all new, not totally new to me because I did have Baptist neighbors when we lived in Birmingham and I'd heard a toned down version of, of that message. Um, when I was a kid, you know, before 10, 10 years old, maybe 11 years old. Uh, so anyway, we sat through the whole thing and uh, Gina and Woody were first to uh, to embrace this idea of uh, becoming a Christian, believing that Jesus was the son of God and that, you know, he died and, and rose again. And uh, like I said, it was, I, I kind of heard about it before, but it wasn't something I was overly familiar with. I was, hesi I was hesitant. Uh, you know, I was just turning 13 in the end, I I acquiesced, I guess you would say, and I I bent the knee and prayed the sinner's prayer. I don't even remember if that's the kind of thing they did. Um, I don't think there was a sinner's prayer, which has become popular nowadays. I don't personally agree with that sort of method. I think as as God calls you and draws you, it's something that happens internally and and uh, in your heart and in your mind. Uh, in your brain, like in your soul. Um, so spirit, soul, mind, body, it's sort of the whole thing. Um, and believing, believing it is something that has taken me years to, to fully understand. Uh, though at that time I changed, my life changed immediately. I stopped doing drugs. It sounds a little funny. I stopped doing drugs at 13, but I had started drugs, which I don't know if I said in the last one. My mom turned me on to marijuana when I was seven years old. And the first time I took LSD, I was 11. And those stories I want to get into too, but right now I just want to finish this one. So um, we ended up taking a bus back to the house after like it was late at night. We went in and the people at the Jesus People's Army, they offered us a place to stay. Uh, so we grabbed our packs and came back the next day to to the coffee house. And uh, they had a printing press in the basement. So there was almost always somebody there. They had an office and a, and um, there was, you know, there was leadership. They, they were organized. They were pretty organized. Um, so... I mean, you can check it out, Google it. Everything's on Google now, or you can Google just about everything, the Jesus People's Army. I think they started in Seattle and they moved up to Vancouver. And then the history of that, the Jesus People's Army is, is uh, drastic. Like it is horrible, like what happened to them later. But God, again, my opinion, God removed me from that group of people before they were overtaken by a cult called the uh, children of god which is something else you can google and they're horrific but whatever they're all they're all things that were happening in in that era um so when we came back uh we ended up staying there for quite a while in fact gina and woody i don't they stayed there for months i stayed there for a few weeks and then went home. My dad was coming up from Alabama. So I went home and, uh, uh, visited with him. But I, I, by then I was pretty well believing that the Bible stories were true and that there was something in there that, um, I needed to pay attention to. And there was some fear involved. That's partly why I carried that Bible around because I had read revelations. Like I, 
I wasn't a, a really good reader because I dropped out of school in grade six and I was out of school for a couple of years. Uh, the only thing I ever read was comic books like uh, The Silver Surfer was my favorite and The Hulk and Spider-Man. Um, and I guess Fantastic Four, though I don't remember reading them, but I know that Silver Surfer came out of, out of the Fantastic Four. He was my favorite, him and the Hulk. Um, and th those, <laughs> I say that now, it's a little funny, but those <laughs> those two comic book characters play heavy into my my story, part of my story. So I learned to read actually by reading the Bible, and that was mostly King James. Um, my reading and writing, my writing is still pretty atrocious. I have a pretty good vocabulary, but if I just sit down and write, it's hard to read. Um, so anyway, it ends up that it was a Friday night that we went there and the, for, to the coffee house. And then Saturday, we spent the day with them. And then Sunday, these, this is my memory. I can clarify it too. But Sunday was a baptism in English Bay. And uh, I went and got baptized. Woody got baptized and Gina got baptized. There were a bunch of people. There was probably 20 or 30 people. They were all hippies. And we all went down to English Bay and there was a big group and we, we got baptized. And then I may have mentioned before the Jesus People's Army had a, had a newspaper. They had a printing press in the basement. They printed a newspaper. And on the front of the newspaper was a picture of me, uh, that week's newspaper or biweekly or whatever, of me being baptized. And uh, when I came up out of the water there was like, there was clouds and the clouds had parted and there was a rainbow that created a, a like a cross. There was this beam of light and then a rainbow that went across it. It was like a cross. And as I came up, this girl that was there, there was a man and a woman, the girl that was there baptizing me, she said, oh, God has a really, really big plan for your life. So I went through my whole life. I'm 65, I was 13 then thinking I had this big plan. Uh, it, some interesting stuff happened to me and, and maybe, maybe the plan, maybe the plan's yet to come. I don't know. Um, but it was an interesting thing that sort of drew me, kept me going with my Christianity, even after I left Christianity for a while. Um, when I was 16, I pulled out from it. I'll get to that story next. Okay, so now I'm going to try and do some uh, recording of a song I wrote. I uh, wrote the song, I believe, in the 90s, early 90s. And it's been modified over the years. So it's um, before I play it I'll, or after or before I post it, I'll give a little bit more background on it. Anyway, tune in next time for part three or episode three. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah.
the things in this old world And then I start thinking On the wrong road again I'm on shaky ground Not to be my